Evening, boys. Evening, Sally. Welcome to the Chatting, your local podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Kirk. I'm Mark. And I'm the other Mark. Three pints, Sally. And what are you having? I'll have a tequila sunrise. Cheers. Off at Jamova. Evening, boys. Evening, Rob. Hiya. How are we? All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm good. Good, yeah. yeah. You all right, Mark? Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not good. Actually, I'm just going to have a drink of this because I need to chill out a bit. Oh, he's turned up in a bad mood, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm well, intrigued. Yeah. It's mad with you, then. So I know you're not bothered, but I was on Ticketmaster this morning queuing for tickets for Liam Gallagher. Absolute farce. Why? So I got on, I, got, I went online, quarter to nine, the tickets went online at nine o'clock, and it's the definitely maybe 30th anniversary. And I thought, do you know what? This is going to be banging. My daughter's getting into Oasis. I thought, this is perfect. I love them. You know, it'd be, it'd be absolutely spot on. So I thought, I'll get on there early, quarter to nine, on the website, wait for the countdown. And then, mm. so I was sat there, watching the clock ticking away. Got to nine o'clock. I thought, right, here we go. Boom. Came up, and I got something like four or five options for different car park tickets. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what? What is this? And instantly we're like, no, 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 no. It's, it, can't, it cannot have sold out already. It's One second. How many computers, laptops, phones have you got on this process at this moment in time? I was only using one. Okay. I was only using one. Right. Because I did, what I didn't want to do is throw any spanners in it because, you know, you logged yeah. in. I didn't want to cut, yeah. throw any spanners in the works. Nice and, and simple. Cause yeah. any problems. So I thought, right, I'm sticking to what I'm... Anyway, so I'm like, what's going off here? Where, where, where are the tickets? So I'm looking at it for a couple of minutes. I'm thinking... They're going to drop in, they're going to drop in. No, they're not. And it, it turns out, I think, on the outside page, there must have been an option. When you click on Liam Gallagher and the date, you can click on four or five actual headers, but they're, you know, underneath each other. Anyway, so I'll click back on. Oh, there we are. Tickets. Clicked on it. How many in the queue am I? I'm going to say something like what... <laughs> What time was this by for now? Sure, what, 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 yeah, sure. No, it's probably three minutes past nine. About 10,000 in queue. So bearing in mind, Sheffield Arena is twelve, something like 12,500 cap. Yeah, I was 24,000 in the queue. Yeah. twenty, Something like 24,607. I'm like, what? Three <laughs> minutes past nine. It's, it's fuming, yeah. isn't it? I were, honestly, I was like, this is just ridiculous. I, I'm on Twi- on X formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like, what's going on? I'd been on there before, because I was like, what's going on with the tickets? Because I thought, why are they on a car park tickets as it sold out? So straight away, I jumped straight on there, because you get a live feed of everything that's going off. There's people on there already selling tickets. DM me for tickets, DM me for tickets. And I, somebody commented on there, via GoGo, we're selling tickets for 300 quid a chuck. What, by like five past nine or Absolutely. Whatever? Yeah. So the, and where, where they just got the tickets, and then well, either either they're getting the tickets using software bots, bots or whatever bots, it is yeah. that they're called, and then then they're, they're reselling them, or whether they just cast the net and they're selling tickets prior to them getting them, knowing that they're going to get them because of the software's working in the background. I don't know, but it's absolutely corrupt, and I can't believe that there are ticket companies out there absolutely <laughs> fleecing normal concert goers, people who are really into the music, just to sell them back on it, you know. Three, four, five, sometimes ten times ticket value. It's uh, ridiculous. Mark, did you get any parking though? Did you get it? Eh? Yeah, I got a parking spot just next to the tout. Right. I'm going to go and have words with. But, but did no, you... so I, 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 honestly, I was absolutely livid, absolutely livid that there were people on there already selling tickets at ridiculously inflated prices. I mean, how can that even be legal? Well, as it happens. Um, 
it is uh, it is legal. Well, I I know it, it's legal, it shouldn't be, but it's morally it's not wrong. Right. It's not I think right. that you know no. um, promoters, event uh, organizers, uh, ticket companies, you know, there, there needs to be some some better control. I agree. I, I think I, I think I completely it, I think agree. Wrong that that somebody wants a ticket and is prepared to pay. You know the price that, and and they're not cheap to start with. You know, you were talking ninety quid a ticket. Um, you know, there or thereabouts. So, but then for them to somebody to snap them up with the whole purpose to sell them on at three and four times, it's 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 not it's fair. It's not right. It's not it's right. It's not fair. So, and, I can tell you that um, I did I researched this quite a while back because I when it was round about just just before Glastonbury. I can't remember what concert it were now. We were looking at going to one. Gemma tried to get tickets, couldn't get tickets, and I had the exact same frustration as you. And you know what I'm like. If I, I'm not happy about something, I research it. And I, when I did that, I found quite a lot of information, and one of them was the Competition and Markets Authority. They did an investigation that found that in 2019, £350 million of ticket sales were from the secondary market. It's- and and I, this was news to me. So when you go and buy a ticket from um, whoever it is that sells tickets, whatever promoters, pr- promoter yep. it is, yep. yeah, their class is the primary market, and then you've got the secondary market, and the secondary market is in some instances is a bigger market than the primary market. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And it's, the, it's the whole purpose, yep. isn't it? From setting and what, the first what place. furiates me is is that so the artist that's do, doing the concert and the promoter that's putting the staging on and everything else, they earn the least money, but the person that's just got a bot to buy all these tickets and they're selling them on for five times the price they're earning the most money absolutely have it all and that oh, that's the same investigation showed that only 50 percent well it was exactly 50 percent of the ticket sales are um secondary market uh, the, opposed to primary the, there's only there's only one there's only one way around it as far as i'm concerned and it maybe not to the length and, and breadth of, of what they do at glastonbury with the registration the photo you know, you've got to go through a really, you know, it's a registration system to... What was that for? For Glastonbury. Absolutely. Um, and I, so I, would, I wouldn't say you necessarily got to go to that extent with photos and one thing so or I another. I do, but 100%. C- but certainly, I think the named ticket holder must present ID. So, mm. you know, if you're buying four tickets, for example, for you and your family or for you and three mates, whatever, you know, the, the, one of the people presenting a, a ticket must be the named, <coughs> uh, you know, a named... And what would what would what, what would be the problem with a photo? Why well, not? Well, I'm not saying it would be a problem, but I'm saying, but as a minimum, if if they if they said right, you know, you bought four tickets, you have to be you have to be present with the three people, and you all all four of you are going in for entry. You know, but you you've got your you know your named on your ticket, you take your ID. I think that's a, it's certainly a start. So do do you, do you both know how Glastonbury ticketing works? Yeah. Uh, I've got an idea. Um, I mean, Mark, Mark touched on it. Uh, no. So, basically, prior to tickets going on sale, you have to register to be a to a, even apply for a ticket. In fact, it's it's, I mean, it's yeah. almost like a, a lottery to some extent, isn't it, in getting tickets? Yeah, yeah. But I know you, you're registering. Every so often, you have to renew your registration. Yeah. I, I got one of those. Recently. I can't remember how many years it is, but you... I mean, you recently had to re, um, sort of register for next year's Glastonbury. Well, well, they, they, oh, is it coming up in the next couple of months? So, no, they redid... No. I think they redid their um, registration policy maybe two years ago. And so now every year, they're reiterating that you, if you haven't re-registered in the last amount of time, you've got to re-register. You yeah. can't use your old I, well, I, I, meant, I, meant, last I meant for tickets for this yeah. for next year's Glastonbury you, yeah. have, you have already have to have registered for, for your interest in them yeah. yeah yeah 
But well, no, not already. You've got to register by the time the tickets go on sale. But I think the likes of what the, uh, yeah. Ed Sheeran does, he, 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 he oh. you know, he invokes some sort of, you know, you must, pre- yeah. you know, uh, present ID to show that you are one of the people, or certainly the person that bought the tickets. And I, I remember it was only probably, I say only, it might be three or four years ago now, and um, he was doing a, uh, a gig at the for the teenage trans, uh, teenage uh, cancer trust, and there was a woman and. She'd obviously not read the T's and C's. I think it was on eBay or some sort of third-party um, ticketing website. I think she paid something like 2,300 quid for a pair of tickets. You know, t- she got to the door and got turned away. Mm. You know, and, you know, rightly so, I suppose, as far as the rules are concerned. She was mortified because she was like, what do you mean? I paid two grand for these tickets. Well, I'm sorry, but you're being ripped off by one of these companies that shouldn't have done what they were doing. And it's the only way around it. It's just- I, wonder, um, and what, I wonder what they were getting by by saying... You shouldn't, you shouldn't buy one of these tickets. Was the ticket not legit or valid? I don't get what. No, what... no, because the, the teenage cancer trust, the, the gig is is quite a uh, an intimate and I don't know if it's not invite only, but you you, you get tickets and you literally you're the named person I think ah, to get entry I'm with you. and you yeah, can't yeah. You, the resale is not allowed. Right. And this woman had paid two grand well, or whatever. That, for from my understanding, is the only. It's the only way. It's the only actual way they get out of it. So. You're allowed to sell tickets, resell them, and you won't be blacklisted or denied. Your ticket's cancelled, basically, for that gig. But unless it states in the terms and conditions when you buy the ticket that you cannot resell, um, which, and there's another policy as well on it, that something like that, the wording of it also has to be fair. We know the laws and stuff and the way they word it. But ultimately, what? why, why would they not all just put that in place then? Why would they not all put in their terms and conditions I've no that idea. you can't resell I, and you can't... And I think this is half the frustration. There is, there is nobody I can provide... Well, I've got a slight theory on it because... So, my thought is, what if... What if they know they can only charge a certain amount... Realistically, they can only charge a certain amount on the actual primary market, yeah? So, when you first come on, we, we can't really justify get away with selling a ticket for more than 100 quid. All right, well, then let's put them on for 100 pounds. But then the same promoter then goes to the secondary market and says i'll give you a thousand of them tickets what, you think f- this is happening well i'm, no, I'm just saying I, I i'm think, saying i think there was a there was an instance where there was a, co- a ticket company that also owned a subsidiary that was doing exactly that yeah i have re- i've read uh, numerous occasions about there's there are there have been many investigations about this sort of thing but i i'm not sure this has happened that's why i'm saying it's just a theory of mine but what if these companies are saying right there's a thousand tickets um you can the, the these tickets are three hundred and fifty pounds each, but you'll be, you'll get a thousand for them on on eBay, or, or what was that one you said? Viagogo. Uh, when yeah. I first saw that the other day, I genuinely thought it said Viagra Go, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. came up with the tagline. That's a hard sell. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I was looking at it going Viagra Go. Why would they? Yeah, go? I, oh, I think you know, there's, there's, there are methods of people moving to. If if you can't attend a gig, there are there are methods of moving tickets around. You know, on you know sites like Twickets or whatever way you can't sell for a, above face value, um, and I, I just think that. Ninety percent of people who have bought a ticket are going to be going to the gig. You will get some people that, for one one reason or another, don't end up being able to attend for for whatever reason. But nine, you know, the the the, the, the amount of tickets that are getting lost in this this secondary market is, is just ridiculous. You see, my thoughts are with this is that you're completely right what you're saying, and it's a, it's completely shambolic the system how it works. Government don't want to get involved in it too much. I think that I think 
Rob touched onto it earlier. They, they've done some sort of um, investigation into the complaint. Uh, the commission. Um, Rob, what was that department you were referring to earlier? That did the competition um, the markets authority. Yeah, CMA. They, they looked into it mm. um, and, and thought, "Hang on, this is a bit of hot potato." However, my thoughts on it, and it's going to be a bit controversial, is I think they should get completely rid of the resale market altogether. So, Viago, go Ticketmaster, get rid of them all. Mm. And what should happen is the promoter should have full control over the tickets. Yeah. Now, okay, you've got our instances where people have bought tickets. Oh, I can't go. All that simply should be happen is you resell it back to the promoter. Yes. You get a full refund. Obviously, you've got to have terms and conditions in that. You can't be yeah. selling it day before, things like that. And okay, there's a risk that you might buy a ticket and um, and you might not be able to go, but... Let's say you, you, you let's say that the cutoff points like two weeks or whatever, then it's going to be a, l- a little bit better. But the sh- I I think that it's just a complete it's just a complete wild it's a mess, west. It? It's yeah. a mess. Mm. You, there's too much money being made from these companies, and they're very unscrupulous. How they make you know how they make the money, that the systems, how they work. I mean, Mark touched on to Ed Sheeran. He's 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 a real fighting force for this. He's trying to completely overhaul the system altogether. And how he does things is completely different. I mean, I think what you just said, mate, I completely agree with. And But if it, and if it was a fair playing field, then, then all right, there's an argument for it. But the fact that you've already said it, bots and software that are able to purchase these tickets Absolutely. quicker than we can do well, it that, and whatever. Problem. And the fact that that is illegal, <clears throat> bots and software is illegal to use. The only problem is, is that only if it's only if those tickets can be proved they were for resale. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you've got these, but they, they, they wouldn't. If you were only buying the tickets from the promoter, right? Mm. Then okay, you've still got your bot. But why would you be buying hundred tickets because well, you can't resell them? Yeah. Well, that that's, there is, that, that's well, the that's that's actually where the software comes in because they do put limits in, particularly for that gig. It was four tickets per person. Yeah. When you've got software running. They're just running rings around yeah. the system, aren't it, they? It bypasses that, and that, that's what forms part of the law. Yeah. The law doesn't just state I, that it's illegal if you're I, selling I got them. Told, if you're... I think it was something like, I don't know, it was 25 to 10 or whatever, and there were people on social media, oh, they've sold out this, which was was expected. and But you were still in queues, and there were still, like, 10,000 people in front of you in the queue. So were those, pe- were those people people that were... Um, unaware that they'd sold out, or were they bots? Well, well this goes, back to, this goes mean, back to what I'm how saying. Can you, how can this uh, be a queue with 10,000 people in no. if there's nothing to buy? Well, this is the problem with the If If they go back to just put the promoter selling the tickets, you wouldn't have these... The, the, these these companies like Ticketmaster or Viagoga, they wouldn't have bots because they're going to go, well, OK, we can buy 10,000 tickets, but what are we going to do with them? Because we cannot sell, resell them. Mm. Yeah. You won't buy something if you can't. No. What, if I said to you, I can offer you 100, 100 tickets for, for Taylor Swift, mm. you're going to go, great, they're worth, I don't know, £20,000, but I can't resell them. I can't resell them, Mark. Yeah. So why would you buy them off me? Well, just so to... therefore, you wouldn't have these bots buying the tickets in the first place. Absolutely. So it would be genuine people like Mark on, on the computer queuing. Not, there would be no bots because. Okay, they, yeah. okay, they could and, get and, them. And, you know, and if they you can't get, sell if them, if you don't get a ticket, you don't get a ticket. But at least you're not seeing people trying to sell them on, or knowingly, you know, you're seeing these other websites selling them at ridiculously increased prices while you're still queuing, hoping to get one. Um, <clears throat> I've got something to say that might throw a bit of a spanner oh, in the works. Oh, you still here, Kirk? Oh, I am, and I've been sat listening to you all and very passionate. So I don't know whether to say this and run, 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be running anyway. That's very true. Maybe. That's very true. Um, okay, I fundamentally I agree with what you're saying, but I think we may differ on who we blame. Right. I I, I think I know where this is going. By the way, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'll let you carry on. I know. Obviously, I've listened to what you guys and you're saying about you know. Ticketers this, promoters this, and websites this, and resale websites. I blame the consumer. Yeah. I blame us. If I said, if I said dodgy box, would I be round about the, the line that you're going down? The what? A dodgy box. Yeah. So we as a consumer, if, if nobody was buying these tickets at enhanced rates and, and higher than face value, then people wouldn't do it. People would. People that, that doesn't that doesn't make it right. If you can create if you can create enough of a hype around something, you will get people to buy something in excess of what they would normally buy I or certainly not, normally pay. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is that when we start pointing the fingers, that sometimes we're very quick to point the fingers outwards. And actually, if we want to make a difference, if we want to make a change, sometimes we have to look in a mirror. And I don't just mean us sat around here now, I just mean the consumer in general. Everyone complains about the high street going under, but yet they're complaining about it while in between on the social media ordering stuff from Amazon. Mm. Yeah? You've got to see that people are part of the problem. And we can point those fingers at Viagogo or Ticketmaster or promoters or websites or whatever we want to do. Because they're the ones with the money and they're the ones with the, you know, the size and X, Y, Z. There's a difference between um, a, a company online selling something, their own products or other people's products at the, you know, reduced prices or whatever prices they, they, they're selling them at. You've got a choice to do so. When you've got companies stepping in and effectively clearing stock, if you like, mm-hmm. of something that is, is in real short demand, mm-hmm. uh, oh, sorry, high demand but short supply, and, and to, to sell on for ridiculous prices, that mechanism shouldn't exist. But they're only getting away with it because people are paying it. They're only getting, it, they're, they're only, they're only getting away with it because it's not being controlled, and it needs it needs it needs, it needs regulation. I think that is just literally it, it's a too easy answer to everything. In which case, we can't control. You, hold on, hold on. What we're basically saying is, as, as a human race, as as a, as a as a consumer, what you're basically saying is, we can't control ourselves. So therefore, somebody else needs to control them for us. Well, yeah, in a way, that's how society works. Yeah, we, it, we, we've all. I'm not. Nobody wants to be controlled or, or regulated. But if we not, there's literally going to be a free fall. Yeah. <laughs> For, every, where do you for draw, everything. Whoa. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? You draw the line in that if something is for sale for a particular, you know, a particular product or whatever, yeah. that somebody shouldn't be able to go and completely remove, you know, that supply mm-hmm. to sell it for such a ridiculously inflated price. Mm-hmm. That should be that should be illegal because that's taking something out of your, you know, the potential of you being able to get something for yourself, for your child, whatever, mm-hmm. to say, well, oh, you really want that, dear, for that price? I'm sorry, you can't have it because I'm buying them all. And then if you want one, you can pay five but, times the price. But I'm, yeah. I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm expand, expanding the 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 what we're talking about here a little bit, but in a capitalist society, is it not all about supply and demand? Is that not what drives capitalism? Are you saying I no, work? I work yeah, in hotels, you, right? We know our limits. No, no, yes. 
I understand where you say you've got to have limits, right? But at what point do you draw the line with something? So, like, I work in hotels. Yeah, my hotel has X amount of bedrooms. Mm. We set the price. If that hotel is empty, the price for that room is set at a certain price. Tends to be a bit lower. As we sell more rooms, guess what happens to the price of the rooms that are left? They go down. <laughs> yeah, that's what no, people think. Yeah. Supply and demand, isn't hold it? Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Right? Supply and demand. Supply and demand. The less rooms available, price goes, r- up. price goes up, right? To a point where if you've got uh, an event on in the area, yeah, you're next to a football ground or you're next to a concert or whatever it is, yeah, a mm. room that last week you paid £80 for or £100 for, that's the only room left in that area, mm. if you want that room... It's now going to cost you 400 Well, we're going to get into another topic now because I do know of situations where hotels have been cancelling booked rooms when an event's come on to then put them back on them. That should be illegal as well. Well, I just want to chip in there. I understand completely your point, Kurt, but let me put it this way, right? So let's say that you've got an event on, right, and I decide, me personally, to, I don't know, get 20 rooms from your hotel mm-hmm. and then I'm stood outside sell, reselling those rooms at an inflated pl- price. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to say that's okay or are you going to say it's not? Because I'm, that's what's happening with the tickets. Well, if somebody's, if somebody's, <laughs> somebody's buying loads of tickets or in your case hotel rooms and then literally going outside and selling them for even more. I'm going to say that I've decided what I'm going to sell them rooms at. You want to buy them and sell them on. That's your right. Okay. And if you've got somebody that's then silly enough to buy that room off you for a thousand pound or two thousand pound or three thousand pound, good for you. That that's fine. I know that doesn't happen then, in the real then, world. But then it comes down How, to morality however, and fairness. However, if I if I continually did that every single day, week in, week out, year in, year out, at some point you or somebody from the hotels are gonna be walking out to me going, You can't do this. No, I wouldn't I'd just be putting my price up. I w- well I was just about to say, at what point does and this is both the same for hotels or ticketers primary market at what point did they say right you know what they're prepared to pay that get it up well that add 200 quid that's on what price, i was gonna say they're gonna pay if if, if, they, if ticketmaster would have released those tickets on friday at 300 quid a ticket they wouldn't have sold out mm-hmm. they wouldn't yeah. have sold out i think eventually they would have i think eventually they would have i think maybe not as quick and maybe people would have been a bit quicker to jump on x formerly known as twitter how many, how many people did you say it held <laughs> Seven thousand. Twelve and a half and you were twenty four thousand in queue yeah. and you'd only been on three minutes yeah so it, I, I the math that math wise they'd have sold bearing, in the same time as they sold bearing in mind some of those tickets were on sale from 50 odd quid you see, there is so an element... You've got your cheap seats, if you like, yeah. at 54, 56 quid, whatever they were. Standing was 84, I think. Um, and then, obviously, you got via go-go selling tickets at 300, which, you know, it, it, you're, t- you're taking opportunities out of people who, you know, they're working hard, they're seeing something come around and think, do you know what, this is going to be fantastic. Take my kid, whatever. And then you know, the, the opportunity is removed. But hang on a second, you can, you can pay 300 quid a ticket if you want. One or a Ford? Well, like, them, you know... It's, it's not it's not on. I, I don't think it's on. I mean, there is an element. I mean, we've all got fair points. And there is an element of the toilet roll COVID pandemic thing. It's when the, when you think back to... to the you weren't paying £300 for toilet roll, were you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But some people were rushing in there buying toilet... It's that it's element of I, human nature of people were buying toilet rolls because... Everybody else was buying toilet, toilet rolls. So there was this demand for toilet rolls when in reality it... We didn't need to do that. 
There so, was no there was no shortage of toilet rolls, so, and that's what happens with the tickets. So can I let me just break it down a bit further then? Okay. So let's ignore the box thing, for instance, because, in all fairness, that you know that is a different argument about somebody wiping out 100, 200, 300 tickets in one go because you can't physically do that. Yeah. Okay, so let's just park that a second, all right? I want to see where this line of fairness and morality is that you want to regulate, all right? I'm not a massive fan of regulation, okay, if you haven't noticed, right? But so I go on that website, I queue like everybody else, but I'm lucky enough to get on. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to get a ticket, all right? And I pay £60 for that ticket. Did you get any parking with it? Okay. <laughs> it's funny, I couldn't find the option for parking. <laughs> well, that's my... He, he, he's got the options, all of them, on one so, screen. So I pay £60 for that ticket. Am I wrong, then, for, in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, that I notice that people are saying, anyone got any tickets for this? Anyone got any tickets? Anyone got any tickets? I'm not that bothered about going, really. I thought I might be. Not really bothered. Don't really care. Sorry, what? You're willing to pay me £300 for this ticket? Not a problem at all. There you go. Thank you very much. So I think I think that option should just be removed. I don't think that should even be part of the discussion. That wouldn't exist. And I, I agree with what you, where you're thinking. If, if you've got something this one says, look, I really need one of those, or I really want a ticket, whatever, you know, and I'm prepared to pay X, and your head might turn and you go, do you know what, actually? And, I, and that's what drives the market. So that option needs removing in that, right, if you can't go... And I think this comes back to the original ticket seller. We need to substan you know, substantiate why it is you can't attend. And generally speaking, it's going to be less than 10% of the people that are buying tickets that can't attend a gig, so I you, would say. So you believe that if you go to an auction, when something's being auctioned, once it hits its value... We're the not, auction should stop. We're not at an auction. Well, no, no, no. We're buying tickets at a, at no, a no, ticket No, 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 no. We can't. No. What I'm saying is, is what you're talking about is is the fairness and morality of things being regulated, right? Now, what we're saying is, is whether it's tickets, whether it whatever it is, I'm talking about the fact that that's being created by supply and demand, okay? Or it's being created by how much is something worth, whatever whatever somebody is willing to pay for it. People exploiting the market. It's wrong. It and then, in, in that I, respect, you could, I, I draw, you, you could draw the line at anything and say, well, I'll tell you what, you know, somebody who's ludicrously rich enough could go out and, and wipe, wipe out the entire market of a particular something that everybody needed mm -hmm. and then charge you a premium for it. Mm -hmm. That would It's wrong. I mean, I, I agree with Mark on this. It, I think the market itself, when it comes to tickets for concerts and things on this, it, it should be completely different from other things like toilet rolls and whatever, or, hot, or, or hotel rooms, because of the market, because cause you, you're in a, such a small... I, I know some arenas are massive, but we're, not, we, we're talking a one-off show. We're not talking hotel rooms, which there's thousands of them in, in this country. We're talking about, say, Elton John doing one concert on this one night. So it, that should be... The, the ticket price is the ticket price. And I don't think, like my mark, I don't think that you should be buying tickets purposely. There's a difference here. We, we say you, if you can't make, you, you buy a ticket and you can't make it. That's slightly different. But purposely buying tickets, i.e. these companies via bots, and then purposely selling them on as a high demand. Yeah, there's going to be a demand for them. There's going to be a demand because there's none left because Paul Mark can't get one because this bot's bought 3,000 of them. Something's not quite right there. That's just not right. That's, the system is broken, and I don't think it's fair. Am I right in thinking that Viagra Girl 
or whatever it is called. <laughs> Do you really want to get some of those? It's, it's an odd sale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, I'm guessing these were created for people that, sadly, I can't make that concert anymore. Therefore, this is a direct well, place where I can go and buy the tickets from. You'd like to from. think so. I'm going to say, is that, why they, is that how they came about? Or did they actually just go, oh, there's a market here for this, I think. Well, and, Probably a bit of both. A isn't bit of it? both. I think they started off probably like but that. There, there are some, and then thought, hang on, we can make some money. Yeah, there are some good ones out there, aren't they? Like, like I mentioned earlier, Twickets, where you know you can't sell it for more than face value. You can, you know, if it gets close to the gig, you know, make me an offer. And you know, if I need to get move the ticket on for whatever reason, my car's brought down to the end, I can't get there or whatever, you know. And I think there's a, an element of if people are doing that, you know, it's a, a genuine reason for resale. But, you know, I'll go back to what I was saying earlier about Glastonbury. The the way that they do it, it for me, it is it's foolproof. It's the be all and end all of yeah. ticket sales, there right? It's so straightforward. And they've, and they've done it for that exact reason. Yeah, because they know how many people want to attend that event, and that it only happens once a well, it happens once a year for is it three years? Yeah, and then, then they, they have, have a, a year fur- off, furlough yeah, four years, whatever. Furlough. And yeah, and the fact that the that fact that, that you have to register with a with a picture of your face. I can't remember if you have to. Uh, I don't think is it not your, your face? And driving numbers. There's something. I'm sure it was more than just a picture in your name, address, everything. But basically, enough that they can see that's you. That's supposedly your address and, and whatever else, because it has more than that. Has more than one effect. That is that when you're then in the festival and anything happens, any trouble happens or anything, your wristband that you're wearing has your ticket number on. If you like, your ticket number is has all your information on it. So they've got details about everybody that's in that. Uh, thing, but I've, I've gone. So, who pays for all that admin work? Well, you do in your ticket price. So, you so what you're saying is that you'd rather see something like that be in place and ticket prices go up 100%. Okay, yeah, all right, uh, yeah, I, 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 so, I see that. So, and then and then how they do it is as you, you might be aware, they have the first round of ticket sales, and, and obviously, you've got to be registered, so you're pre registered with your uh, picture on. Now, when I bought them, I bought them for me, Gemma, and the brother and sister in law. And I ha- if I wanted to buy their tickets for them, I had to have their, their registration number, their postcode. I think that was it. I think that's all I needed. But I had to have that just to, to buy them a ticket. So every, every ticket I bought, I had to put their registration number in and everything else, and that's how I bought their tickets. That's such a fair system, though. Is that not how it should be? Absolutely. Do you not so, think? And then if you then decide, oh, I can't go now, the, the ticket, you let Glastonbury know, I can't attend now, and they go, thanks for letting us know. They remove the ticket off you and they put it back in their um, sale, yeah. but, it, but you can't buy it at that point. They then have a resale date, which is, again, fair for everybody. At this time, on this date, tickets will go back on sale for any that have been yeah. reclaimed, and you go again. Now, I don't really know how it works after that sale time, because I guess for Glastonbury they're all going to sell, but let's just say people like a concert that might be literally day before saying oh, I can't go now I can't go but still if that ticket ate the, the, the promoter that's selling the tickets they've got a box office a physical box office so that you if you say I managed to get them up to the day before the event or on the day of that morning then you're going to go and you you queue like a, you know you queue at the our physical box office to see if there's any tickets that's been not claimed and all the money goes direct to this place where it started there's, for the same price that they were when it first started, again, you might be playing a f- slightly inflated price because you wanted the 
um, insurance, if you like, that it's not going to get sold on by a third party and that the only person that's on that photograph is the one that's getting into that um, arena. Well, let me ask you this this question then. What, so what's wrong with that system? Did, did, do you think that's a fair? No, I, I am 100% behind that. That's right. how it should it, it be. Make, so, it just makes you wonder so, what sort of level of corruption there is between the stop. ticket companies. Exactly. They, exactly. They, 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 they want it to exist. So, yeah. Like what well, you said earlier, that they might, they might be banking a 1,000 tickets knowing that they've got a subsidiary lined up, that, you know, this is gonna, these are going to fly out. We've got 12,500. We've only actually got 11,500 because these 1,000 are going I mean, 300 quid a chunk. If I could just, just to give you some insight into this, and you'll, you'll like this one, Kirk. So Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson, the final curtain call, right? Mm-hmm. Sold 750,000 tickets. The VIP, VIP tickets were sold for £900. Mm-hmm. They were official. But after general sale, the aftermarket price for that ticket was £28,780 mm-hmm. for that ticket. Did someone buy it? It, well, it was sold. It was sold out yeah, the yeah. whole, but the whole you, thing. But, and that's the problem. But, but, yeah. but Kirk, did you not feel but that? that mean- will, but that will always exist. So you, you can't say, well, that just is how it is because people are stupid. Well, no, because that doesn't fix the problem. You can't keep saying that people are stupid, so therefore please somebody else look after it for me. Well, no, because you've got people out there with ludicrous amounts of money that are prepared to sit back and go, do you know what? I can pay 300 quid, 300 quid a ticket. Your normal working man who wants to take his daughter or son or whatever to a gig can't get there because you've got people out there fleecing the working man. Well, that's the thing, Kurt. Do you not feel priced out by that? I mean, I understand there's, you know, obviously somebody's buying port that bought that ticket. <coughs> Excuse me, I know someone who's bought that ticket, but do you not feel priced out for that? Do you, do you not think that's unfair that you cannot buy a, a genuine ticket for its, for its face value? Yes, it's unfair. So do you think that it should be just left at that or do you think something should be done about it? I think that we cross into very muddy waters when we talk about um, regulation in general. I think we've crossed out very woody, muddy waters and I think that where you know it all start regulations fine to throw about and the word is fine to throw about when you're talking about specific things but when you start breaking it down and like i've done there today where i've gone well where do we draw the line what about this then if we're going to regulate that why don't we regulate this and if we you know blah blah blah, it all of a sudden becomes no no no, we're not talking about that we're not talking about that yeah it's almost like a flat earther saying "No, no no we're not talking about the fact that we've seen pictures of the earth right we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about w- what fits my argument. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is, is that when we talk, we can talk all day long about what's fair and what's not fair. What I'm talking about is things like that is supply and demand. We live in a capitalist society. While other people are buying it, people are going to keep selling them. Absolutely. I agree. I agree that they will. Okay. That so- mechanism just needs removing. Okay, so we've got the Classenbury system, which works perfectly fine. Why can we not incorporate all it's, that? It's the cost, I suppose, in, in, isn't into it? it. And, and like it's you the said, cost. It, it is the cost. It's but the, co- it, the cost, and, and again, you don't know where the corruption runs in terms of between companies. You know, yeah, but, but what, you, you, you can you always run that cost. risk of that. But if we have a system like they do at Glastonbury in, in the complete industry of the ticket market, then and regulate it in some way and go right. This is the system we've got. This is how we're going to do it. Then surely we would eradicate all that problem. I mean, because we've got and that when you system say in place. Cost, where where is that cost coming well, from? There's always a processing cost. If you if you're having to a point where you're having to apply for tickets and apply for a lottery system. There's got to be something in the background running that. There's got to be something... Then you've got the fact of the, you know, um, 
emails being sent out what does that look like is it codes is it whatever to get you in then the fact that you're uploading a a photo the photos got me now yes i know you're going to sit there and say yeah but Kirk, they've got software and stuff like we'll that to do that stuff, but yeah. but it's still a cost that's not there with something else yeah, yeah. whether that's developing the software whether it's running the software whether it's buying the software from somebody else whatever it is it is a cost now fair play in all fairness i asked you who should front that cost you said us Mm. So therefore, pass the cost on to the person buying the ticket. Instead of the ticket being hundred pound, it's one hundred and forty pound, but or one hundred and thirty pound, one hundred and twenty pound, even one hundred and ten. What, what, yeah, whatever, what, yeah, yeah. What, sorry, yeah, whatever that is, yeah, one hundred and ten pound, one hundred and fifteen pound. But the way that you're buying your ticket means nobody's going to be ripped off, priced out the market, yeah. fleeced, and this that, it, other. It's how it should be. I have absolutely no issue with that. Yeah, I, and I, I'm. I'm being genuine when I say it. I have absolutely no no issue with a promoter, uh, an event organizer, or whatever coming up with a way of making it more fair. What I'm saying is, is that we start crossing into a different realm and a different line when we go right. They're not willing to do it. They don't want to do it. So therefore, we need to look for external regulation about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I, I well, if that. they can't self-regulate themselves, like some, a lot of industries are supposed to self-regulate themselves, and when they can't, that's when governments need to step in and go, look, you can't do this. So, like, with the ticket, with the ticket situation, the government's been re- very reluctant to step in to sort this out. They're very aware that it's a problem, but they're re- very reluctant to step in. And fine, I understand that. But the industry itself will not self- self-regulate themselves because they're making too much money out of it, and they're going, well, what's the problem? Well, there is a problem they need to do something and Glastonbury model is a good example of it's what like, they can do that's like blaming, blaming the guy that blows his entire wages on a roulette machine well, well it's your fault you're gambling no. well, well if they can't self-regulate the, 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 then the mechanism then, needs controlling well, if they can't self-regulate then the government then needs to step in and Absolutely. say right this is we're going to change the law yeah. this is what it's going to be I mean they're giving them a chance and they're not doing it so do you, just sidestepping slightly as we we're talking about music industry and concerts do you think there's a demand uh, these days for more concerts or a demand within the industry for their artists to perform more live concerts due to the fact that music sales are significantly lower than... Well, that's the only way they make money now. That's where they make the most of the money in in, in tours and And, concerts. And I feel like you can can see it. Like Ed Ed Sheeran Sheeran, uh, finished a tour what felt like 12 months ago, and he's back on tour next year. You've only, you've only got to look at the explosion of festivals. Mm, yeah. Almost every town and city has got a something fest. Mm. Yeah. Or a fest, you know, full-blown festival, something fest. It's just, you know, the, the market is absolutely... And it's and great, absolutely well, it, fantastic. It, it, you can get out and see live music and possibly go in and see artists that you might not think you'd ever get to see because they were performing 20 or 30 years ago. They're out doing this stuff again. You know, the the... The music industry, as, as far as I can see, it's certainly the live music industry, is absolutely buzzing. Well, is, and is that, again, is it, is it a... Um, uh, what's the word? Bless you. Thank Bless you. you. <coughs> is it a... Um, it, it, uh, I've, the word's just gone completely out of my head. <laughs> You're not good with words. No, I'm not. It's that sneeze, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's blown his brains uh, out, that sneeze. Hot topic. It, uh, what are you thinking, oh Bob? Oh, my gosh. Come on, give us a clue. The, yeah. the word... It, of the moment, it's just in at this moment. It's popular. It's but what's the word I wanted to use? Current, popular, v- vibe. Yeah, vibe. Hot. 
Oh, vibrant. God, it's going to annoy me now. The word, it's such a simple word. Buzzword. I want to just think of a word just to wind it, you up. No, don't. It, <laughs> fragrance. It, oh, gosh. <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> Viagra. Bubble. When See, I like the word when, bubble. Where something's bubble. only, people are only doing it because it's, um, oh, my God. Fashionable. Fashionable. I'll Current. go with that one. Trendy. 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 Tre- yeah, okay. basically. Still not no, a word, though, is it? It's not. 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 But listen, the word that you In come vote? up with there is, is enough <laughs> for me. The point I'm getting at is, is it because festivals have become popular and fashionable that actually, yeah, I want to go to a festival. It, like, they don't even like music. They're, but they're going for, for the festival just no, for the I, I, festival. I, th- I think it's more than that. I think Hip. more and more people are becoming aware <laughs> to the fact that, that live music is so accessible. And, and, and your festivals, your smaller festivals, um, even your local towns that are doing a something fest. I mean, Asken, for example, at Doncaster, they, they've got their own festival. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're popping up all over um, and they don't have to be massive. So I think the fact that they, they know the demand's there people will go out and buy tickets and, and if you're offering camping people can go from anywhere in the country to go and see an act that they want to see that they might not have seen for 20 years because you're getting acts that are coming back out doing the greatest it's stuff you know um, it's absolutely buzzing could Noel Gallagher bring a greatest sets album out and it'd be exactly the same as Liam's well is it, how, does that, how do they stand with that this is the thing and, uh, and this is the um, the million do- Million dollar question? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Twenty million dollar you're question. You're good with words, Mark. Have a word with Rob. I know. <laughs> um, Noel Gallagher doesn't sing a lot of the songs that Liam Gallagher sings. Obviously, Noel Gallagher wrote most of them. But you need the front man. And Liam Gallagher is the front man. Noel Gallagher's doing high-flying bird stuff and he's, you know, and he does some of the Oasis numbers. They're a bit more middle of the road. But when you want rock and roll, you need Liam Gallagher at the front. You so think- they need to get back together. I was just going to say, do you think it'll happen? Yes, I, I think that 2025 will be the big one. You think I, so? Absolutely, what? I think. Because that'll be the 30th anniversary of What's the Story, and which I'm in my opinion is the greatest album ever written. Um, and I think that they can then bounce off the back of the Definitely Maybe, do them both. And, and, I and, think, how, and how much would you pay for one of them tickets? Well, if I'm paying, to, if I'm paying face value, <laughs> well, I've already say- said, if I'm paying face value and it is Oasis... I'll pay whatever the ticket price is. I mean, but what I what I won't have is my opportunity removed by somebody thinking that they can fleece me for it. I'd just wait and watch it on TV because it'll be televised. Oh. <laughs> it's that so, big. So hold on, hold on. Sorry, I've I, I've got to ask this question. I know I, I don't want to just be that person, but I know how much you would want to go to that gig. I know how much you love Oasis. I know how much you love um, the live music, the atmosphere, everything, everything about it. It'd be, you know, it'd be your Glastonbury for what people would say. And let's say the face value tickets came out for, let's face it, they could get maybe 150 quid. Let's just say for argument's sake. I think that'd be really cheap by all accounts. Yeah, that'd okay, be very yeah, cheap. all right. But let's just say 150 and go with it. Yeah? Yeah. You go on, you try and get it, you don't get one. And you get the chance to pay 200. Are you paying for that ticket? <laughs> on secondary market. Be careful what you say, what you answer here, Mark. Yeah, so I know, I know, I know exactly where you're going with this, and and you, you know you could trip me up. So 
Oh no, I'm not doing it to yeah, trip you up. No, no. I'm, I'm doing it to try and to I, try and prove I, where I'm coming absolutely, from. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's where the demand is. But that mechanism, that mechanism should be. If you know somebody can't attend, you buy a ticket. You decide you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you want to fleece me out. You want to you fleece me out an extra fifty quid? Then um, yeah. we'll call it mates. Four hundred and fifty quid. I have a question for you, Mark. So, of course, as you know, Liam and Noel don't get on. So, what do you think will get them back together? For, for, if you think they're going to get, if you think because you do think they're going to get back together in twenty twenty five, because they, I, they, I, they, they, they'll effectively be printing their own money. But surely but, they've already been offered. What, they have. Well, they have. They have a lot of millions. And, 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 I do, and part of me is thinking, are they just? You know, whilst this is going on, they're creating their own hype. They're creating the hype, and it, the, the buzz it will. You know, the the anticipation, particularly when Liam does this next year, people will be going to these gigs. And I was half thinking, what if he pops out on the last for the last number on every, you know, or even. He doesn't, and he just pops up at Manchester, which is the last, I think, the last gig. I think they've added a couple of extra If he can get Manchester. a ticket, that is. Well, in the if, audience. If, Liam, if, if Noel was to walk out on the last number of the last, you know, the last gig and go out I, but the, the and one then get ready, because Nebworth is on, or, you know, whether they take over the Etihad for two months or whatever, you know. It, the it, problem with that, though, is they, they won't want to show up at the last, because they, they both have a showman. I mean, Liam's more than Noel, yes. But they they won't want to just. I mean, you maybe know. It, I'm, I'm romanticising it. Maybe it wouldn't. You are, like I think that. you are. Maybe it won't work like that. But what I'm saying is, if after the the hype of you know that tour, they they announce <laughs> that they, they're doing a reunion. You're right there, Rob. Yeah. And another question um, I've got for you. So this 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 um, I won't say hatred, but this dislike that they have for each other. Do you think that's always been genuine? Do you think it's? Yeah, do you think it's Simmons? It's definitely been genuine. It's... I mean, they split up through it. They won't. They, 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 well, well they, 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 exactly. They so, didn't finish a gig for it. So do you think it's simmered down since for not, enough to get them back not, together? Because I, I, from I haven't watched interviews with them separately. I'm not sure. And, I reckon they, there'll be an element of right. You need to put your big boy pants on and let's talk money. Yeah, but I, I, think, don't, I don't think they would. Time at the bar, please. Anyway, enough for Oasis. What I want to know, a handsome going to do another tour? Mm. Oh, Who? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll answer. Yeah, I guess so, guys. Thanks again. See you later, boys. I'll see you next see week, you later, boys. boys. Bye. See you. Bye. Do you have a dilemma? Maybe a burning question you're longing to be answered. Who are you going to call? Well, no one. Just drop us a voice note or a message over email at inthechat at gmail.com. That's two ends, not one end, because one end would... It doesn't matter. Inthechat at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>